welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker. I'm Ryan Deeds, and I'm here to work with you on operational excellence. The goal of the Digital Broker Podcast is to help agencies learn how to uh, use different techniques to, to make them better, and hopefully we can all kind of learn together and help each other. Uh, just huge thanks to Indio uh, for supporting the education of agencies and enabling us uh, to, to really work with each other to, to try to provide better service to our clients and customers and to, to remain relevant in the future as we were in the past. Um, if you don't know India, you should check them out. They're an awesome uh, technology that helps collect data, brings it back, makes you look cool, really streams on operations. And I just, I, I think highly of the team and, and I just, I'm very appreciative of them. So www.useindio.com. Um, if you don't know, you should really know. So today we're going to be talking about operations in an insurance agency. Um, I'm with Dave Clausen from the Clausen Agency. He's watched an agency grow uh, from being relatively small from the very beginning to a pretty sizable organization now, especially for the vast majority of our listeners. And during that journey, there's been different lessons learned and inflection points. He's been a part of the, the leadership team as they've had to adjust to the changes in technology, the environment, customer awareness and all that. So Dave, awesome to have you. Great to be with you again. Ryan, what's up, man? Always great to be with you. Always, brother. Yeah. <laughs> many, many, many. We we have so many, so much history, and we've only known each other like two years. I can't wait to like we're ten years in, and like the stories we'll have are just. I mean, they're already epic, but they're just going to be like more epic. Isn't that great? All the VR stuff at the house, and we're we're uh, lots lots of fun together. But yeah, yeah man, so, so, so help me understand Clawson, where they've come from, where they're headed, how they got there, what challenges. You know, I think there's a lot of agencies out there that are growing um, and that have grown and have maybe not have made um, changes that they need to make. And they understand that and they're trying to figure out what do they do? Yeah, I mean, you know, so... Uh... I almost feel like the, the, the journey of an agency is, is a bunch of, of leaps, if you will. You know, you, you almost grow to your, your capacity as a balloon and then you just pop and you go, whoa, we got to do something. And I, I think part of successful growth is, is to realize before the balloon pops and, and maybe get another balloon or, or maybe a smaller one. And, uh, you know, from the agency started, uh, or small agency in uh, Long Island, uh, New York in 1979, my father started it and, you know, you slowly add one person and then, you know, agencies are sometimes they're called, you know, if you're a really good producer before you know it, you have a bunch of people working for you and uh, because you can't keep up. And that was my father's case. And, you know, yeah. And, and all of a sudden you, then all of a sudden you got to manage a team and then you got to manage a management team. And then, you know, and, and fast forward today, we have some rare, I'm not sure the exact uh, specific number, but you know, 40 to 50 people, uh, maybe more that uh, are under our team now, and it's it's been a journey for sure. And so, and also, I mean, you, your your mom has played kind of a role in the agency as well, too, right? 
Absolutely. My mother's Man. been a huge, huge agency. Because uh, I love your mom because she's so cool. I, she's just awesome, right? So, you know. It's tough to get better than mama. I call it mama. <laughs> tough to get better than mama. And she's been a crucial part of, of the growth as well. And, you know, as we grow, we all grow, uh, we all grow together. I mean, it, it's not easy, you know, especially – you know, in a family run business, you know, you're, there's, there's a lot of decisions to make and, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's crucial times at which you make those decisions that can make a significant impact, you know, uh, down the line. And, 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 and those are, those are tough ones sometimes, you know? So as as you, as you think about that, you know, you think about the, the history of Clawson from as you got into it or with knowledge of what your dad had to, some of the choices your dad had to make, give me one of those inflection points. Give me one of those choices that decisions changes that you guys had to kind of wrestle with and figure out if, if it was the right move. Yeah. So, I mean, Oh man. So I I think the largest one for us was, was probably bringing on HR, you know, and, and that, that was huge. You know, we had a consultant come in that, uh, that said, Hey, you guys aren't ready for this or that. You, you know, you guys, you guys need some, some, some HR help. And I think to a certain extent, you know, you, you can only manage so many people, right. And your, and your people can only manage uh, so many people effectively. Um, so, you know, bringing HR in is, 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 was a huge leap because, you know, not only is it talent acquisition, it's talent retention. And, you know, you're only as good as the people you have and you're only, the people are only as good as, 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 as good as they feel. And, you know, as good as the compensation plans are, or, you know, the, how happy they are sitting at their desk and performing their job. So that, that was huge for us. And that was last year, uh, August last year. And, and within, Oh boy. So what are we in uh, July now? So whatever, call it uh, 10, 11 months. It's, it's given us the capability to make, to, to take the next leap. And, and, you know, as I said, a series of leaps. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I mean, you guys have a lot of, because for a 40, 50 person organization, you have remote employees, right? Mm -hmm. You you have, I mean, you have a pretty heavy technological stack. I mean, you guys do a lot in that organization, right? Mm -hmm. And so what was, as you were, were, were kind of formulating the strategy earlier on, you know, and you were getting into it and helping, when you first came on, did you help your dad kind of make some decisions or you were a producer for a little while then bought in. I mean, how did you, when did you start feeling and have the ability to start shaping some of the decisions? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's about, uh, frankly, if I were just to introspectively look at it, it's the amount of value that I can add. And yeah, I started out, I never got paid more than $12 an hour. Um, you know, here's a phone, here's a computer. I kind of mentioned that, um, to a bunch of people and we'll find out what you're worth. Go ahead and go make it. And I give my parents uh, a lot of credit for doing a lot of research on how to, how to pay a producer. Um, and I became one of the, the most successful producers in the agency relatively quickly. And I think as, as they saw my maturity within the organization um, continue, you know, they said, Hey, what do you think about this? And Hey, what do you think about that? And, you know, so over a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year period, 
you know, became part of the, the management team, if you will, and, and still hold my role as, as a producer, um, but, in, you know, very well integrated into the vision and how do we get there, right? So where do we want to go and what's the strategy to get there and, you know, what specific tactics can we, you know, can we, can we use to, to make that strategy come to, uh, come to life? When, when you went, so when you were first on, that was before the digital marketing stuff that you guys have done. I mean, at some point you, there was a, there was a change, right? From, I mean, was that hard for the organization to go through? Was that a recognition? I mean, can you walk because help me understand how, how your organization was able to see it, you saw it, but how were you able to convince them that it was the right move to drive in that direction specifically? Yeah, so I give uh, I give my again my parents a lot of credit for that. You know, we went back from oh man, I forget the old AMS system where you'd put in the first letter, it would be A, and then all your A clients would come up, and you know we were you know we were kind of trying to. Um, get away from paper files we use t files which i absolutely right you know, you know yeah and then we went from t files to actually scanning stuff it was like what you're gonna scan so you know i think it was just kind of like hey reinvesting and keeping up not developing the tech necessarily but buying the tech that was most effective for us and i think it just evolved into that you know where from the back, from the operation side, it was like, wow, this product like Indio, for example, you know, makes it that much easier for my commercial lines team where they don't have to type this thing again. Like, you know, and it has all the, the sub forms. So, you know, from, from that side of it, uh, the operation side, I think it was just like picking the pieces that were the most important to us from the marketing side and, you know, how to attract uh, the people that we were looking to target, you know, that, that, came along as we um as the revenue grew enough for us to reinvest into that that aspect of it as well and you know i think you need both in a nice marriage to to be able to um to grow you know look if, if you have growth goals you, you know the investment has to be there so from the marketing end the investment into you know whatever online digital search was an integral part of that and so did, did, did your dad bring the marketing? Like, I mean, because obviously he's been, it sounds like one of the things is that he was kind of the guy that went out, he went to a conference or two a year. I mean, to see what was out there, he joined some association groups. I mean, he, he did not just stay in the agency all the time because he's bringing all this different tech in and keeping stuff relevant. You know, I mean, that's, that's a commitment to education and then a commitment to change management that agencies are really, uh, that, that they struggle with today. I mean, would you, would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I would. I mean, you know, so if we could go back in the day, it was all local. You can only reach as far as you could drive or fly. Right. So, yeah, there was always, um, you know, just chatting with local business owners, going to the occasional conference. And then I think as things evolved, you know, uh, and, and technology changed, he, he was, uh, and, you know, my mother as well was, they were really good at keeping up with the newest things and the things that would produce a return on investment. So not, not necessarily just throwing in tech because it's the new cool thing and throwing tech, but hey, can this add value and can we get some 
return and add value to our clients, which in in turn would add value back to us. Right. 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 So, yeah. And, and so I think that's a good takeaway. I mean, you know, from a, for, if I'm a small agency owner or mid-sized agency owner, you know, you've got to keep, uh, I, I saw your dad at, when we were at Applied Net and you went to Elevate, right. you know, and so mm-hmm. I think it's very important for, it's so easy for us to just sit in our agency and not go to this stuff, but to be able to see what other agencies are doing, how they're doing it, how they're leveraging technology, you know, because you guys use like, you guys use Wave employees too, right? We do use Waves. We have uh, VAs, uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines that do all of our quoting, and they're part of our team through uh, CoverDesk. That uh, hey, my boy Andy Priestman, Andy Priestman, Priest. CoverDesk, yeah, he's, that's he's, right. Andy's yeah, he's a man. Yes. Um, and you know, uh, I would never have ever thought that hey, we'll have a virtual assistant in the Philippines. You know, like it. But if I didn't go to these conferences, I would have never known what people are doing better than me. And collaboration is huge because, hey, somebody's thinking of something I never thought of. I mean, you know, and, you know, you talk to this person, they're doing it this way and you can add value to them and they can add value to you and you just share all these great ideas. It's really, really empowering. Well, I think, and I think something you said there that was key is, and, 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 you know, it's one of your mottos is, let me do what I do best and let me figure out the stuff that I don't do great and get that somebody else who does do that well. That's right. So there's no fear in admitting like, Hey, yeah, you know, I mean, I suck at organizing. You would not want me to organize anything like physically. (laughs) It's just, I suck at it. I mean, there's a lot of things that I suck at and I recognize that, you know? And so Sarah, my wife, she's much better at organizing. So when we do organized stuff, she doesn't. Same thing in business, right? Figure out what you can do. Admit that to yourself. Then you can, instead of being a generalist and being trying to be great at all the things, find these key partners that you can trust and really net value out of that we couldn't do before. I mean, that we... There was no way 10 years ago you could have a VA in freaking the Philippines quoting business for you. That's right. But if I'm an agency today that doesn't do that and I'm competing with an agency that does do that, which one's more profitable probably, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that goes both from the operation side and the marketing side. Like, right, you know, hey, what am I good at as a as me as an individual knowing your weaknesses from an operational standpoint and then also from a marketing standpoint knowing what we're good at from a marketing standpoint meaning uh, are we really good at digital marketing are we really good at uh you know auto dialers or you know do we have this uh technology that we can employ into that and then what are we really kind of not that good at and you know at least awareness from a self-awareness from an agency standpoint and and a personal standpoint, I think is important. No, I agree with, I mean, I think like one of the things that I look for in agencies that I think are awesome are defined target clients, right? Yeah. Where they've said like, this is our perfect looking client. If we can do the, you know, if they come in the door, we can write this all day. If they fall outside of this, let's figure out another mechanism, be it bold penguin or a referral or whatever it is, right? Or, t- or turn it away. You know. Right. Absolutely. Turn it away. I mean, however, because that discipline that to, to know that, in my opinion, 
is the key differentiator from a general agent to an operationally efficient organization that knows how to scale profitably. Because you can't do everything profitably. It doesn't make any sense. You gotta focus on what you're great at. And so I really love the concept of the consistently thinking about what are the things that we do in our organization that we're not the best at? Is it the right time today to find it? Is there a partner out there today that can do that effectively for us? Um, that is going to make us better and more profitable. So I think that's just, that's such a critical thing operationally, because if that was your mindset as an ops team to continue to figure out what we, what we're not awesome at, that means that all you'd be left with after a little while is the stuff that you're really, really kick ass at. And they can oh, I mean, change stuff. And then you got a team that's just rocking. Yeah, right. Core competency. I, you know, I mean, I, I really am a core competency person. And so that's, I mean, I think that that is a very, you know, a couple of those getting out to see what's out there, talking to other agencies, obviously leveraging the business stuff. You know, as you look at Clawson's trajectory, what's, what's one of the major stumbling blocks that you guys hit at some point in time, be it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or, or you know, whenever? Wow, that's a great question. Um, man, I, I think, um, uh, you know, I, I would say, uh, and I, I think a lot of people will share this, um, this experience is just, again, you know, it, it is, is talent, uh, retaining talent and, and managing the, the, the investment versus profitability growth scale um, challenge where you're investing Hey, do I take that next leap and invest this amount or percentage of my revenue to, to grow to the next level? Do I want to do that? Right. I mean, because at the end of the day, you can't half do it. You know, you gotta either decide to like, this is where we're going or let's just pull back and maybe start trimming some stuff up and, and get the back office a little bit more efficient and, and ride off into the sunset. So it's, you know, it's a big decision. Right. And I think, and I mean, I think that, that cannot be, because to be honest, every, everything that you decide as an agency comes from that decision, right? Right. Or is this about maximizing current profitability and taking out as much as I can as an owner, you know, for wealth or right now, or is this about long-term, you know, long-term growth to, to maximize that at a later exit? And so that all depends on who that owner is, what that age is, what their capacity is, and what they want to do. And I mean, they incur the risk, and I don't think there's a wrong or right. I see agencies all the time that are like, you know, I want to run at 28%. And that, you know, we're not, we're not heavy reinvestors and that's fine. I think that that's that as long as they're transparent with themselves and they say, that's what we want to do, it'll alleviate a lot of frustration when they don't net value out of, uh, you know, why is our IT department not, not giving us the value that we want? Well, it's because you're running at 28%. You hire, <laughs> you have two people in there for 170 and they're just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and so I think totally. that is such a, because if I can run at 16%, that means that I'm failing, I'm reinvesting, I'm learning, but I'm probably also perpetuating. You know, I'm probably passing that down. I probably have, you know, there is a reason why I'm trying to do that, where if I don't have some kind of internal perpetuation, I'm a lot more likely to maximize profitability, trim those costs up, and, and maybe not worry about growing 
18%, you know, may, my 3% growth is fine. You know, so. absolutely. And, and, you know, there's, like you said, there's no wrong decision. It's just uh, whichever one you're going to do, just do it well, you know? And I think that's, I think that's key. And back to what you said is, you know, collaborating with others allows you to do well in both of those decisions. Meaning if you want to grow, there's people that are growing like crazy, right? And if you don't, there's people that are, that are profitable like crazy. So, you know, attracting and just sharing that information is, 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 is very powerful. Yeah, because I mean, I think that then the other issue that you had indicated, which I think every agency deals with today, especially if you're a sub 50 million revenue agency, everybody's dealing with HR, right? right. Because how do we create long-term incentives for our staff to stay on board and not jump ship to larger brokers that have, you know, an unlimited trajectory for growth for these individuals that are willing to pay, you know, a, a significant percentage more for them to come work for us after they've worked for us for three or four years. And, the, and I, I mean, I had an, I had literally had an agency call me yesterday and we talked through this for like 45 minutes because it was happening to them and it's a morale killer. And so I think that, like you said, if I'm a growing organization, I invest in HR, they're going to create some kind of culture of engagement. They're going to think employee experience. And that's really one of the first things that I like to see organizations do because I don't truly believe technology can be successful with, with the, the, the folks that can't leverage it. Sure. I mean, you know, we're going through part of that now is comp change plans and, you know, um, you know, uh, KPI implementation, which is key performance indicators. How can we make the staff feel like they're doing a good job, you know, without the, you know, without somebody walking by their desk every two minutes and saying, hey, good job. Right. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're sitting at your desk and you want to you want to feel recognized. Right. They want to feel appreciated. And, you know, uh, having a seasoned staff in place and then implementing some of these processes is a little scary for them. Like, why are we implementing key performance indicators? Like, what, what are we, a big corporate, you know? So no, this is really just to say, hey, thank you. Because as a management team, we can't necessarily know that you're doing a great job every day. So, you know, a lot of that stuff is it's, it's, it's growth pains. You know? It is. It, and it, and I mean, you bring analytics and humans together where you're judging humans on some metric. It is, it's a, it's tricky. Now right. I, I think that there's good methodologies behind it. I think that, you know, as long as that, those aren't the sole factors being leveraged that there's, and that they believe in those metrics that they are fair. Right. If, right. if I go and ask an employee, Hey, or is what you're judged on transparent? Do you understand it? And is it fair? And they say, not at all. You didn't work. It didn't matter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. And implementation of all of these things, you know, you have to have clear communication from leadership and, and from team leaders or, you know, whomever is being, you know, and get feedback from them and say, hey, what do you think about this? You know, what are your thoughts? And just uh, have a conversation about it. And iterate too, right? I mean, like, because you're going to screw it up. You know, I, 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 one of the things that was so frustrating as, as an uh, executive in an agency was like, we would spend so much time thinking about how we would roll something out. And regardless of how we did it, the staff would always take it in a way that was unexpected, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then you're having to shift your communication. So, you know, I think it's a much better idea to say, look, we're just going to keep trying. We're going to try right. this. 
and we're going right. to try this again and again and again. You know, it's not, hey, we're rolling this out and this is the end all be all. No, we're going to try this. We're going to test the results. We're going to see what, what worked and what then we're going to keep on iterating because that's kind of how you fair. build that, you know, that innovation, innovative agency, right? Yeah, implementation through shoving down the throat never really works. And, but, you know, uh, but if they're part of the decision process, I think that's important. And also, we'll try together, right? We'll try it out. If it doesn't work, look, I'm open, we're open, you're open to make it, making it better. And I that's think fine. that's exactly it. Yeah. Well, my brother, again, I appreciate you being on the digital broker. I can't wait till we uh, get to be in person and uh, see what we get into. What we get into. <laughs> you know it, Ryan. Thanks for having me. And as always, uh, you add so much value to the industry. So I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. For our listeners, uh, thanks a bunch. I hope you enjoyed our time together. Uh, if you guys don't know about our LinkedIn group, we'd love to have you join. Uh, digital broker podcast group another big shout out to uh, indio and we'll talk to you next time thanks this podcast is brought to you by indio technologies indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients when using indio the process is fast easy and eno free saving your agency time and money you can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.